This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Oh, uh, still deep in the history box, looking at the uh, the aftermath of the death of Princess Diana, 1997. Um, I think this is going to be the last episode of this. Could be wrong, we'll see. Um... Obviously, working from the Wikipedia page uh, of the event itself, and this is the section which is entitled "Reception." Mm. Um, uh, some people criticised the reaction to her death as being hysterical and irrational. <laughs> what? <laughs> no uh, way! Come on! <laughs> it was measured. Surely it was. It was considered measured proportional. I, I I would say this: we all did the best we could do. <laughs> it was typically British. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in, in, some, in some ways, mate, it was the least British thing to have ever happened, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> we you were behaving. What was funny was we were we were arresting our Latin friends who were over here nicking yeah. teddy bears, right? Yeah. And yet we were the ones acting like more Latin than the Latins. I we mean, full Latin. Yeah, we, we were just fucking gone mad. We created a fucking huge, huge forest of flowers that right at the heart of it and I believe teddies. the temperature rose to 300 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> I could be wrong I might have yeah, misconstrued it was like, that statistic. no they say it was like the, it was like having the sun but on earth it was sim- it was it was it was hours away from catching fire and engulfing yeah. Buckingham Palace apparently um, yeah they were sprinkling it with horses the whole time uh, yeah historical irrational I don't know um in 1998, philosopher Anthony O'Hare, never heard of him, but I'm sure he's good, um, identified the morning as a defining point in the sentimentalisation the sentimentalization of Britain, a media-fueled phenomenon where image and reality become blurred. Yeah, that makes sense, because the, um, the, the media, particularly the tabloid press back then, mm. was still really powerful and influential in a way that I don't think they quite are so much anymore. No. Um, you know, I mean, you know, we, we had that 1996 Daily Mirror um, front page, of course, with Stuart Pearce with his, his helmet on. For you, I, I believe that was for you, Fritz, Z-World Cup is over. <laughs> yeah, which, it was the Euro 96, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, Euro 96. I mean, say, say what you like about Piers Morgan, right? People yeah. people don't like Piers Morgan. I happen to think there's there's no place in public life for that kind of xenophobia these days. 
But I won't lie, when I saw that, I remember seeing it at a petrol station. Um, that, yes! Uh, and just, yeah, literally like, oh, push hey! the air. Yeah. Well, I was always a Daily Mirror fan anyway. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I thought it was fucking blinding. Same. But, um, so. He'd, he'd gone there from the news of the world, so he, he could probably say it wasn't the best. He still had those instincts, yeah. And, he, and he, of course, he was sacked for uh, faking some photographs during the Iraq War. Um, he accidentally bought some fake photos. Uh, we're talking on the day that he launches his new television channel. Uh, is it today, TV. is it? Oh, God. It's today, yeah. Uh, more, more, more rolling news. That's exactly what we need as a culture. The obsession yeah, with fucking rolling news is, is it baffles me beyond all belief. It's interesting, you know, because uh, not to get into, hello, this is Radio 4. You're listening to the Media Hour with Sam Nifty Delaney and Andy Hotbody Dawson. But there is... As far as I understand it, there isn't a big audience for rolling news. It's just no. like it. There in America, it's big, right? Yeah. For yeah. whatever reason, I mean, everything's fucking big in America, right? There's fucking millions of the cunts, right? Exactly. But here, it's not the same. But people, I'm convinced that we live in such an absurd age that people saw a flurry of shows based in the world of sort of Fox News or Fox News adjacent. Mm. kind of uh, television stations. So you had The Loudest Voice, uh, you had Bombshell. Mm. Uh, those were both about the Me Too scandals that engulfed Fox News. And they also covered a lot about the launch and the success of Fox News and the guy who ran it, Roger Avery. And then you had The Morning Show on Apple TV, the first series of which I thought was really great, with Steve Carell and, and uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. The first series is great. Second series loses its way, right? But these are all set in the sort of, you know, superficially glamorous world of television news in America, mm. right? Which is much more glamorous than television news. I've worked in television news in the UK. There's nothing glamorous about it, right? And and people were enchanted by it. But the point of all three of those shows were to scrutinise the inherently corrupt inner workings of television news, right? Mm. And also the CD tawdry underbelly and culture of it, right? That's what it was all about. In Roger Avery, America had almost like their Jimmy Savile, right? This yeah. sort of guy who was hiding in plain sight but was a sexual abuser, right? What people have taken from that is... Wow, Rolling News is so cool. We should have some of that in England, right? It's like, that's not the point, you daft cunts. The point is, look how awful it is. Look at the terrible negative impact it has on our politics, our democracy, our public discourse, right? And also, look at the culture it breeds. But no one took that. Everyone thought, you know what? I'm thinking we should have our own Fox News that's exactly what I took from watching Bombshell about yeah. the sex monster Roger Avery. <laughs> yeah. Let's launch our own one with our own monster. Not sex monster, I didn't say that, but with our own monster, <laughs> Piers Morgan, <laughs> at the helm. Right? And uh, that's what's and Can- that's what they've done. You had GB News and now you've got yeah. that. I'd like to apologise to the film director, Roger Avery, who you've just repeatedly referred to when you met oh. Roger Eels. Oh, yeah, sorry, Roger Avery. Sorry if you're listening, Roger Avery. There's absolutely right no indication fiction. whatsoever that you are a sex monster. As far as are. I know, you're a top, top fella. As Jason Cundy once said, 
about Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I never met the bloke, but from what I've heard, he was a top, top fella. Thing is, I think Roland Hughes is a, it's like a magnet for people who've got no talent in the same way that television itself is, because it's really easy to get... If you went to the right schools and everything and you're well-connected, mm. you can easily get into television and create a career for yourself where you mm. coast through for decades making pap and mm. making nothing original and you can just fucking coin it in. And TV, Roland Hughes is an extension of that because with fucking news you don't even need to create anything you no. just react into stuff that's happening yeah and, and then fill, putting fill, it through this the filter of whatever your shites. fucking channel's about yeah yeah and it's popular it's littered with these cunts who'll just turn up and say anything for, yeah. a, for a 50 pound note for a 50 pound drop note of a hat yeah. for the 50 pound note yeah and you know it, 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 fucking Warner Brothers should set up a channel where they just put on Looney Tunes cartoons all day long and that yeah. would get more viewers than um, than Roland News. Because if you knew that you could put Looney Tunes on at any time of the day, just watch you'd fucking it. be flicking onto that all the time for a, a boost of serotonin, wouldn't you? People have just got too much uh, interest in this shit. <laughs> well, this is it. It's the fucking culture of opinions. Yeah. I know we're opinionated on here, but... Why do you care about what the hell is going on? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck it. Anyway, anyway, yeah, uh, I won't be watching it. I don't have time. I just like who the fuck you, does? Who, who's well, going to sit down and go? I'm going to watch Piers Morgan's new show tonight. No, there will be people who go. I I watched it. What did you think? So they can then have opinions about the people having opinions, mate. Didn't watch it. Not interested. When GB News started, right? How many people? You know, you're on Twitter. You must have seen loads of fucking people. All time. I watched it, and I'm delighted to report it was awful and amateurish, right? It'll and you're like, if yeah, you watched a month. it, you're the cunt. It's still going now, yeah. right? You're the cunt because you tuned in to watch it because you couldn't bear the thought of not having an opinion on this thing. And by the way, you knew exactly what your opinion was going to be before you watched it anyway. So you wasted all of our fucking times by watching it and then commenting on it because you were hardly going to fucking tune in and go, actually, I watched it and I thought it was rather good. And we're the cunts cunts for talking about it now. No, but it's important that we do to alert people to how badly they're wasting their time when you could be fucking subscribing to IFS Turbo and listening to proper shit like this. Exactly. Our review of the death of a a princess, some whatever it was, 30 years ago or something? Something like that, 35, I'm not sure. Um, uh, Yeah, a couple of telly things that I forgot to mention in the Monday episode. Oh, yeah. um, Which would be of interest to you. One of them was the... um, Top of the Pops story of 1996, which is oh. on BBC Two on Saturday night. Oh my God! And How did I miss that? Obviously, it's on iPlayer. You'd be able to catch it up. Um, mm. It wasn't f- as good as it could be. There was what did far the Spice too Girls much. Get up to? There was far too much Keith Allen in it, for oh. my liking. Yeah. Um, talking about fuck knows what. He was in the 1995 one as well. About was he being a wild man? Yeah, he was being fucking edgy. Oh, you never know what he's going to do next. Yeah. Maybe have some beers and throw something. Well, in the 1995 one, it was the time when he presented Top of the Pops and he needed something to wear on his head and he went to the EastEnders prop cupboard and he wore Ethel's hat. Yeah. Whoa! Legendary, legendary wild man. Legend. about these so-called fucking wild men, right? The ones who are actors. At the end of the yeah. day, never forget, 
that these fucking chancers are actors, right? It's now, not a proper job. Actors, fair enough. Not going to think against actors. Think it's a very credible art form. I know actors and respect them. But, but, Some of them. all this wild man stuff, at the end of the day, you know actor and I know and Andy knows too. While we were fucking grafting, you were at fucking drama school, right? <laughs> Learning how to be a fucking acorn that turns into a tree, yeah, right? That's the fundamental. So none of, there is no hard actors. Mm. No. So all this Keith Allen Wildman stuff, mate, you're a fucking actor. You, I can guarantee you've worn tights in a public setting, right? Yeah. You're not hard. You can act hard, right? But it's not fucking fooling anyone. Because you're a fucking actor. As they say in Team America, stay away from me, actor. <laughs> That's what I'd say to Keith Allen. So it's worth having a look, but you'll be you'll be frustrated by it. You'll be thinking, hmm, there's a much better show to be made than this. There is some Three Lions stuff, and there's a good interview with Ian Brody in it. But it's, uh, what about Spice Girls? Oh, Spice Girls are in there as well, yeah. The thing is, yeah, I forget about Spice Girls, sometimes I'm annoyed by them, is when you see them in their heyday in 96, I, I said this to you at Christmas when I watched, uh, Chris, I think I watched Christmas 96, uh, Top of the Pops, and they presented it. And mm. to be fair to them, you talk about wild men, right? Keith Allen, plastic wild man, right? <laughs> yeah. Plastic fucking Ponce wild man, right? Um, wild man, when he's hanging out with his wild man friend, Fucking Alex from Blur. Whoa, you're a fucking tidy little mob, I get out aren't with the you? Tough guys. I hope I don't fucking encounter you lot being wild. I'll shit my pants. <laughs> fucking actor and the bassist from Blur, right? But oh. I, but the Spice Girls, they were fucking wild. That wasn't just yeah. when I saw them on Christmas Top of Pops. I thought, fucking hell, looking at out of context the nineties where everyone was acting mental all the time, right? They were fucking mad. They were just like ripping shit up and talking about cock and shagging like yeah. the whole fucking time whenever anyone invited them on telly and no one could stop them. Exactly, because there's five of them. You there's can't five stop five them. women. And they were like, don't fuck with us. And they <laughs> like they just really intimidated all men. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, they. Uh, I really revised my impression of them looking back at them in 96 and thinking, yeah, they were, they were, well, they would have eaten fucking Keith Allen for breakfast, mate. That, well, that three part documentary about them was on Channel 4 last year was, was really good. I don't know if it's still on the, the catch up, but it'll, it'll come round again at some point. That was, that was brilliant. I've just remembered something Keith Allen said in that 96 Top of the Pops. He said that train spotting, mm. um, which uh, was, was he, I don't think he was in it, was he? He was nah. just, no. Um, he was he was just around all the time, wasn't he? Uh, Train spotting was the about. first time that the first film that kind of cemented the relationship between pop music and cinema. Oh, for fuck's sake! I'll just leave that with you there. <laughs> that's so silly and annoying. Um, uh, but while seeking. we're at it, that's made me think as well. I tell you, this is slightly more controversial. But when we're talking about plastic wildman and plastic hardman. Yeah. I also sort of categorise singers because you know when you see like people in bands acting mm. like they're pretty wild and tough, yeah. right? Uh, what they actually mean is they've got access to loads of free alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Well, anyone who's like under thirty and has loads of has that amount of access to alcohol and drugs could imbibe the alcohol and drugs. Yeah, and if that makes them wild, well, then that makes them wild. But the, lives not- would, the lives would fall apart. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's sort of unimaginative. Jalapeño. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. But when you see, let's say, I mean, I know you don't like Liam Gallagher. I personally find him extremely entertaining. But the whole hard man thing with him, or whoever you want to say, right? You sort of think, end of the day, mate, right? End of the day, how you make a living, what you've done your whole fucking life, is you get up on a stage and you sing songs. I get to sing a little song. You sing songs. You sing songs with words that rhyme. Yes, about girls that you like. That's what it says. <laughs> I like a girl. You get up and you go, I want and you to like me. Ringing at your cunt. Your brother did. <laughs> My big brother wrote a song about a girl he likes, and now I'm going to sing it for you. And it's like, <laughs> he went, and in the same <laughs> breath, he's sort of like, oh, fucking mad for that. I'm not the out, mate. It's like, mate, you've just been on stage singing a fucking silly song singing that your brother wrote about a pretty girl. You are not a hard man. You are yeah. a singer in a band. And it's the same with all of them. There's only one hard band, and that is the Cockney Rejects, right? Oh, I think I see the Cockdoor Twins there. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Those are the two hardest bands. If they ever came face-to-face, I don't fucking quite know what would happen. Do you, it would be do you know who one of the most notorious hard bands was of the 70s? Uh, let me guess. Slade. Nope. Uh, okay. Um... The, uh, no, go on, you tell me, Abba. Shawaddy waddy. <laughs> i tell you who else was that, who, who were hard, maybe a bit less surprising, but um, Spandau were quite hard, right? All oh, right, yeah. I can imagine that, yeah. Particularly yeah. Hadley. I would imagine Hadley would be, yeah, he wouldn't fuck with and then Hadley. Someone said that to me once, and then I looked at Hadley the next time he came in, and I thought, <laughs> Yeah, he does look like he's a, a fucking cut. He's a fucking unit, isn't he? <laughs> he's a fucking big unit. And he just looks like, yeah, he just looks like you'd, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd fucking be game as well, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, oh, de- fucking, oh, no, I met Gary Kemp round the dip down the clubs, didn't I? He said, he said, do you fancy singing this? I don't Yeah, put this tea towel on, he said. Oh, yeah, fair enough. He said, sing this. So t- true, true, is it? All right, I'll fucking sing it if you pay me a 50 pound note. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, so we got Shawadi Wadi Spandau, the Cocteau Twins, and the Cockney Rejects. Yeah, um, let's not dwell too much on this though. There's, there's, on hard there's, there's another show. Yeah, that's a that's a different subject for a different time. Okay, um, but if you want to send in hard bands, contact at tftimemachine.com. Um, the other show was you know, occasional series Rock Family Trees. Mm. Um, there was a one about the Britpop era. Which I thought had been on before, but it hadn't, and it's 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 basically um, it's centered around Justine Frischman and oh, how yeah. she was originally in Suede, and then she was yeah. in Elastica, and she was with Damon yeah. Albarn, and how first she was with Brett Anderson, wasn't she? Exactly when she was in yeah. Suede, yeah, um, and how it kind of all spi- spiders out from that, if you like, yeah. And uh, that was an hour long. That's on the iPlayer as well. That's also really really good. It's better than the fucking Top of the Pops thing. Um, so there, there's two things that will be of interest to you, Sam Delaney, that yeah. revolve around the mid-1990s. 
Which, of course, you believe to be the greatest era. Can I tell you something era. funny? Now, you're talking about the mid-90s, right? <laughs> <laughs> My wife has fucking ripped the shit out of me for this, and I don't know why I told her, but now I'm going to tell you and the listeners to see what you make of it. Great. Because you're the perfect person to tell this, actually, right? Because you... No, let's be fair. You can sometimes be a bit of a music snob, right? Yeah. You're right. So this is why it's relevant to you. So it was record store day, yeah? Mm-hmm. And actually my brother for my birthday, which was last week, had got me a very generous record token. Mm-hmm. Won't go into how much it was, but if I say it was adequate to buy at least two LPs. <laughs> On record store, dear. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't necessarily want a special record store day edition. So I, actually, I don't really understand what record store day is. But I, I went and queued. I went and queued on Saturday morning for a record store day in what, Newcastle. For a special edition thing. Yeah, there was a Frankie Goes to Hollywood thing that I wanted. Okay, I went and queued for it. Ended up buying five things instead. Well, on Sunday, yeah, I had a similar experience. On Sunday, there's a couple of record shops near me, and I went to the one that I don't usually go to. But it's it's pretty cool, right? It's smallish. They have a pretty curated stock, but yeah. they will order in anything. And it's also a coffee shop, right? Nice. So it's small, and it's run by a couple. And the couple both have fashionable hairstyles, yeah? Mm-hmm. And How old are they? They're probably a bit younger than me, I would say. I reckon they're late 30s, early 40s okay. sort of thing, right? Just but they're pretty... The they've got a bit of a hipster vibe, but mm. they're nice. I'm not saying they're not nice. They're nice, but I'm like... I, I would like to be friends with them because I'm that's you know I'm quite needy right. and I think oh they're yeah. they're quite cool I can imagine me and my wife becoming friends with these two. Right? Oh, go socialising with them. Yeah, only in, oh. only in fantasy. I wouldn't actually ever get up and fantasy go out and socialise. But in my mind, I want them to think well of me because mm-hmm. you know, look, my area is not a very cool area, right? So I go up to this record shop and I'm a bit like, "Hello, I'm one of the local calls." <laughs> I'm beeping Timmy. You may have heard I, of me. I belong here. Right. But anyway, I went to the record shop, so I thought, I'll spend these tokens. And uh, Len came with me because we were out doing some other chores. We've been up the storage as it happens. And so we go in the record shop, and I, it, it, I'd sometimes been into record shops before, and he gets bored easy. So I said, look, mate, we'll go in there. They've got a coffee thing, so I'll buy you a hot chocolate. And then you just keep your mouth shut for 20 minutes. The, the, the right? worst thing you can do is to take a child anywhere where there's records to be looked at. It's just yeah, well, the worst. That's true, isn't it? Pointless. Yeah, but this is this no is what happened. Wins. So I said, I was trying to keep him like interested because I wanted to look as hard as I could for something I wanted. Generally speaking, I don't buy a lot of vinyl, but if I do, I tend to buy classics rather than new releases because then I think, well, I can have a whole collection of vinyl of classic albums that I know I might put on once in a while hmm. and listen to all the way through. Whereas new music, I'm happy to use Spotify or whatever. And Fuck uh, the new acts. <laughs> I do. I do actually. You know. I, I do actually them. get new acts now. But except anyway. the Wet Leg because they're really good. Oh, not fucking Wet Leg. Fuck off. Right. I love but, the Wet Leg album. Fuck off. Yeah, but I um. So I'm going with Rex. I said to him, "Look, right. You work from that end, from the from the A's, and I work from the Z's, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? From the Z's." Yeah. And we'll meet in the middle. And all you need to do is, if you spot a record of a band that you've heard of or you know that I've heard of, right, or whatever, then um, you can pick it out. Or if you just see a record that you like the look of even, 
yeah. pick it out and go and alert me to it and then it can go on our short list right because yeah, okay. I'm probably going to buy two <laughs> records with this voucher yeah. and he goes alright so I'm over on the Z's right but I'm it's, we're the only two customers in the shop at this point and I'm thinking to myself it's I feel quite exposed like the, the cool couple nice but cool mm. are observing me right mm-hmm. And so we're going from end to end and I'm like looking through thinking, yeah, I'll probably buy at least one jazz record. Do you know what I mean? Just to like, really? Yeah, I won't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I do like this. My father-in-law's got me into it. He he gave you a starter jazz kit, didn't he? He he gives me, basically he curates my jazz collection. I very rarely buy jazz. You subscribe to But for every birthday and Christmas, he will send me a record or two, right? So he's building up my collection. Anyway, I'm going through it, and Len's going from the other side, and Len's working from A, so the first thing he spots that he knows is the Beatles, mm. and he's going like this, yeah, that is the Beatles, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, I haven't heard of this one. It was help, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, getting, I'm being embarrassed by my son. And I'm like, oh, uh, I've got that one. <laughs> did, he, did he get past Abba, or, or did they not have any Abba? I don't think he was interested in Abba. He doesn't right. like Abba, unfortunately. So... So you've got the Beatles. I, I haven't heard of this album. And it's like, help. I've got, I've, I've got that one. And then we get closer and closer. But the point that I'm going to tell you about is that we get almost to the middle and he suddenly shouted in a huge burst of excitement, right? Oh, my God, they've got this. Well, we're definitely getting this. My head turns, the two shop owners turn because it's a huge show of excitement. And the album that he's picked out, bless him, is what's the story Morning Glory by Oasis, right? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's an album I like. I mean, God, it was seminal in the in my Euro 96 heyday, obviously, yeah. right? It wasn't probably an album that was on my shortlist to buy on vinyl. I've got it somewhere on CD, I'm sure. And sometimes I'll listen to songs from it on, on Spotify. So, But I did not want the cool people to know. Yeah, of course not, yeah. So, because I thought that's almost like the worst album you could choose on record store day. I don't know why, but I thought... Well, it's their fault for stocking it. It's a waste. It's music snobs will be like, oh, Oasis, derivative, ersatz, nonsense. And I went, oh, and I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to belittle him. He was really excited. He loves Oasis. They're second only to madness in his affections. He's a 10-year-old boy. He likes (laughs) testosterone music, right? Yeah. And uh, he likes lad mate music and what better band? And I go, and I almost blushed. I felt ridiculous for being embarrassed by my son's perfectly acceptable oh, music taste. But yeah. I wanted to also be accepted by the cool record shop people. Yeah, well. And I just went, um, uh, uh, no, I've got that one. That's all I said. I thought it was the easiest thing to say. Yeah, And he went, fine. and then he went, have we? And I was uh, like, yeah, you know what kids are like? They start yeah. saying, no, we don't. <laughs> you, you haven't seen all of my records. Some of them are kept in the cupboard away from you. I do, I do own it. If, if you're that desperate, perhaps I'll allow you to listen to it when we get home. <laughs> I, I, came I, own, home. I own an original pressing of it from the mid nineties. I went, anyway. One of the things was, luckily, thank fuck, I checked with them just before fucking putting two albums on the counter, and they didn't even accept the token I had. What? But by that stage, I've been in there so long, I felt guilty. So I bought a copy of Pulp's Different Class on vinyl anyway, just just with cash, because Mm. I thought, well, you've got to support your local record shop. 
Um, yeah, and it's partly. funny, isn't it? Because that's from the same era, was very much part of the same genre, and yet that album anyone's going to accept as a timeless sort of classic. Well, it, <laughs> whenever anyone says to me, Sam, Blur or Oasis, I always say, Pulp, Pulp. actually. <laughs> yes, well, of course. Uh, so, and I got that, and there's no problem at all. People are like, oh, yeah, well done, Pulp, different class, <laughs> seminal. It was like, thank God you didn't get Oasis once so long <laughs> Anyway, I told my wife this whole story, and she was fucking smashing me to pieces for it, right? You shat yourself in the record shop because your son, who's 10, wanted to buy an album that when you were fucking in your Euro 96 heyday, you probably would have gone around claiming was the best album ever made. You were fucking mad for it. I probably would have done. I mean, I can't remember, but, you know, there was a lot of hooch going around in those days, right? And I would, and inexpensive cocaine. I probably went, well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's better than the fucking Sergeant Pepper, isn't it? Right? <laughs> it's fucking changed music forever, you dickhead. Right? Even anyway, the song that Noel sings on it. The slightly nice, the slightly... He sang a song about a pretty lady. <laughs> Rhyming words. Most of them, my little brother sings... But this one, I'm singing myself. <laughs> I feel this one has more emotional depth, so I'll sing this one because I'm older this than lady, him. This lady was particularly pretty, and that's why I'm going to sing it myself. I won't let my little brother sing this one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there is a quite nice end to the story. So I felt guilty and silly about the whole thing, and they didn't take the record vouchers, so mm. I went home and I found a shop online that did take the record voucher mm-hmm. and I did buy two records and one of them was What's the Story Morning Glory. Okay. Because you I can... thought I can buy that and then I can say to my son, in case he felt like I was dismissive of it, I bought this, mate. You can yeah. put that on whenever you want. That's nice. That's a lovely ending. So yeah. that's the yeah. nice end of the story. Of redemption at the end It's there. a bit of redemption, but I'm just in the spirit of Top Flight Time Machine laying it out on the table... I was it. I was a dickhead in the record yeah. shop. Yeah. I got carried away with record store day and I regretted it afterwards. Um I I drew the line at the the Scott Walker compilation Boy Child, which I've got all of the albums right. that it, it, it draws upon. It's thirty quid for a double album. And I didn't I haven't got it because I've got all the albums that the stuff's on, so I haven't got that one. But then I bought the fucking C D online for two pound forty nine instead of thirty quid for the album. So I thought you preferred CDs anyway, mate. I do prefer CDs, yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, they're good, but I don't... They're better... Like, all the artists, all the musicians say that they like CD more than anything, don't they? But... Yeah. I don't have a CD player. I wouldn't know how to fucking play the cunt. Well, you can't even put it on your computer anymore. Uh, you could buy a plug-in CD drive for your computer. Plug yeah, it in, do USB. That. Do that. Play it, play it through your computer speaker. That'll sound nice. <laughs> um... Yeah, whatever. Uh, right, that's it. We've failed to touch upon the aftermath of Diana, but we kind of have at the same we time. Yeah, because this was the era. It was the it was the Euro ninety six era. Even though most of this was before she died, but whatever. Yeah, but this you know. was building up. Yeah, we started off by talking about the, the sentimental the sentimentalization of Britain, and it was all being softened up during this era with the heart backs to sort of you know yeah. daft sort of patriotism and all the rest of it. And the following line on the Wikipedia page, which we didn't even get to, was Noel Gallagher responding oh, yeah. to the death, Funny. where he said, "The woman's dead. Shut up. Get over it." There um, you go. Maybe that's sound advice for us, but we'll be back next week with more of the Diana <laughs> aftermath. I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. Up yours. 
Goodbye. Goodbye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.